0: If you want Colts talk all
1: year long, you're in the right place. This is the official Colts podcast, giving you an updated look at what's new with the horseshoes.
0: Gets off to Taylor, he's in, touchdown, I-N-D-Y, fires that way, picked off, Darius Leonard at the five-yard line, plants in the pocket, the Colts bring it down, a sack for Indianapolis, steps up in the end zone, he throws, Michael Pittman, touchdown.
1: Let's get the podcast started.
2: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Colts official podcast presented by our friends at WinBet. My name is Jeffrey Gorman. I am smothered and surrounded by nothing but talent here, and I love it. To my right, Miss Lara Overton is in the house. We're going to get to you. A hold of that thought. JJ Stankovic, senior writer from Colts.com, and break time, and. The voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor. Now, guys, I wanted to introduce everybody. We have Ryan Kelly, one of the captains of this team. He'll be coming up on this podcast. But I got to start with the Lara. longest
3: tenured Colts, by longest the way,
2: tenured Colt, Ryan Kelly, the former yeah. number one out of Alabama. Here we go. The biggest camp news that I've seen so far. Our are today. Cars are pulling up. They're going through. Hey, we've got this sweatshirt and these shorts and these cleats and everything's getting ready for tomorrow. But the biggest news out of camp and Larry, I start with you, Darius Leonard is now known as Shaquille. Leonard.
3: It is his middle name, and I was the one who posed the question to Darius because I saw something over the summer on social media in which he said he prefers the name Shaquille over Darius. So I served it up during the media availability as things were wrapping up, and I said... Most people know you as Darius, but Shaquille is your middle name. Can you explain the preference and how you would like to be addressed? And he said that growing up, entire family, friends would all call him Shaquille, his middle name. He actually hates Darius. He was only called Darius if he was in school or if he was in trouble. So he says that, you know, Shaq, Shaquille, D. Leonard is fine. Maniac is fine. He just, like, doesn't as much like Darius. And the reason I wanted to just go ahead and address this up front is... How many weeks did we get into last year when we finally realized that Bobby's proper pronunciation Ocarike. is Okarike and yeah. not Okariki? And I found that out by other people. And I thought, well, we should at least be the ones to know our own players the best and be the ones to be able to uh, provide them the outlet to address right. how they would want to yeah. be ad- addressed or acknowledged. So, yeah. So that is like. And, but here's the thing. My takeaway from that, if that's the biggest news of the day, yes. you're in a dang good do- position good. to start training camp to- if <laughs> the biggest thing is. And, you know, this was after Darius, too, had talked about the back procedure and okay. his ankle. He on and the pop list. All we're of those gonna- things. So it was at the very end of the media session. But you can always have some fun with Darius. And truthfully, like, those are some of the more fun things. With Shaquille. With Shaquille. Thank you very much. So you're <laughs> keeping me <laughs> in check already. Yes, with Sh- Shaq Maniac Leonard. Um, you can always have fun with him, and he'd already been drilled enough about the back, and you know when you'll be ready, and he's not putting a timeline on it. And I was like, let's just serve this up and see what we get. And we got a little day one gold. Well, JJ, JJ what are you
4: doing, Shaquille, Shaq? What are you doing? when I'm you- going to do Shaquille. That's Shaquille? what he says. He's he's gone by his whole life, but he said that his rookie year, Randy Moss gave him some advice: keep your mouth shut and your eyes and ears open. So he said, you know, I just wanted to come into camp to yeah, work. and he did. And I, I didn't want to tell anyone, hey, actually, can you call me Shaquille? He told some of his teammates, like Zaire Franklin said, he he told him during uh, their rookie year in 2018, like, hey, you know, call me Shaquille. But for the rest of the NFL universe, the media sphere, he never corrected anyone. And I think it goes to, you know, kind of like with Bobby Okereke, where his whole story is all about assimilation, right, where that's mm-hmm. why – he went by Okariki, and his family went by Okariki. His dad went by that when they moved to America. For Darius, it was kind of similar in a different setting, obviously, but he wanted to assimilate to the NFL. He didn't want to cause any waves, so... You call me Darius, all right? That's fine. I'm just mm-hmm. going to go out there and do my work. Voice of but the
2: Voice Ma- of the Colts, Matt Taylor's got to say he's got to mention his name 35 <laughs> to 40 times an afternoon. He, he did have 19 tackles in a game. I, I'm just saying. So what game. are you doing on this?
0: I mean, I, it's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be a, a tough transition. I'll do my best, but there's 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 going to be some Darius Leonard yeah, slippage. You know. There's going to be some uh, references to But I don't think D. he's Leonard.
3: offended by that. This is just what he prefers. Like Zaire just calls him D Leonard. Kenny so Moore calls him bro. So, bro?
0: <laughs> I don't know if I can get away with
2: bro. You won't get away with bro. <laughs> Here's my thing. It's Tackle a pretty, by a bra. It's a
3: pretty simple ask to just pronounce someone's name properly. Sure. Like at the core of it, to just have the awareness of what someone's preferences to be acknowledged as, what you're calling them by. It's truly just one of the foundations of being respectful of another human but being also, and Lara, being aware of it,
4: it's also you you know this it's kind of awkward i'm sure when people call you oh you know Laura, can you come over here well, and it's kind of like
2: that's true Laura.
4: Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> exactly.
2: Everybody does so that. And I, it makes me mad well,
3: when I, I hear it. I, I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of Laura Overton. Well, I misspoke even. We, we showed up for our anniversary dinner last night and I said so the reservation was for Laura Overton. And my husband looks at me and he goes,
2: really? It's her second wedding anniversary? I'm, like, I'm sorry. Tucker's hanging so, on though, so, huh? yeah,
3: yeah, so, I mean, I guess I can't be too mad at anybody else. I botched my oh, own name. Oh, that's huh?
2: great. Do we know why he doesn't like Darius? I think, I think what I had heard this morning and Larry alluded to it was he's known in in his hometown and within mm-hmm. family members as Shaquille or Shaq I mean yeah. everybody back home everybody in the family is and he's like hey you know this is what I'm known as Darius only out here when I'm between the white stripes out there so I like it I like that the kids started early and said hey I'm going to be known as Shaq and here we go
4: I also get why it took him until Absolutely. now I mean th- this is something that you you can't force you know you you kind of yeah. have to say like yeah, you know, this is what I want to be called, but I get why he's you know he's good, established in the league, yeah. and I can hey I can make this request. It is and, you know, hey, it is tough this.
0: though because he's played an entire contract on one and name. and by the way played damn good football and he's and known he's around on, the league you know he's a the on world. path to, <laughs> to be a hall of famer yeah. and that's not right. hyperbole because he led the nfl in takeaways now, th- th-
3: th- now hold on he he also has said that when he was asked a bit ago about whether it should be changed on the roster he said no it was fine if the roster stayed there officially like on the it's not like the roster name is going to change it's just in conversation yeah. how we approach him
2: so him so, so i'm in the lunchroom about an hour Ago, he was sitting by himself. Walked by him, Shaq. What's up? Fist bump. How you doing? It was it. We threw it on him day one, <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. So I'm just telling you, it's there. S- start anew. The it. slate is clean how in about, 2022. How about, though,
4: seriously, that this is the biggest news of the day? <laughs> okay. Know. That's well, great. That's we great. got Zaire Z- <laughs> Frankl- Franklin was like, man, if we could just spend four weeks figuring out what Darius' name is going to be in the program, that would be great.
2: <laughs> but yeah. we do have a lot to get to today. Chris Ballard spoke recently. We're going to get into that in one second. Any camp news that you need up here at Grand Park, go to colts.com slash camp. Hold
3: on. Can we talk about the camp news of the return of of Gorman. Oh, there we go. Yes, I'm happy hold to be on a second. here. That's a, big whoa, whoa. camp news. It's, no, it's, it's not just...
4: just the return of Gorman. Lara just hit a thousand days on the Daily oh, Mile. Really? Bravo. Thank you. The Daily Mile. Watch
2: this, folks. The Daily Mile is one mile at least. Correct. One mile run. Or ran, is it? A yeah. day. That includes Christmas. That includes mm-hmm. New Year. That includes your rain, sleep, mm-hmm. snow, wedding day. This mm-hmm. woman has gotten at least a mile run in for <laughs> one thousand days. I'm oh. sorry, guys, <laughs> but, Thanks, but for me guys. to go from the living room to the kitchen that's, is an effort. That's, <laughs>
0: that's three plus years. Good Have you done anything God. consistently for three plus I years outside say, of brush your teeth?
2: Yeah, I was just about to say deodorant. I can't hit a <laughs> I did hit a thousand there because I had a couple off days.
3: Well <laughs> in mean, the pandemic, that was easy God. to. Dude, yeah. you didn't easier. see people. Congratulations. Like, that's Thank awesome. Thank you, guys. That is huge. I appreciate huge. it. I mean, for a
2: person to do that and make that dedication, Lara, you got to oh. stick. That's why I stick close to her. That's why I steal <laughs> most of the stuff that I have. is from Lara Overton. Listen, first practice tomorrow unfolds at noon up here at Grand Park. Again, go to Colts.com slash camp. You'll have all your information. I'm going to start with J.J. Stankovitz first. Chris Ballard just spoke. Everybody wants to know. And, of course, he's going to massage a few of the answers because it's early in training camp. Your brief initial takeaways from what Ballard has to say
4: all right one thing let's never we, we don't need to talk about julio jones ever again right? yeah like i don't know where those rumors came from i don't know who's putting them out there but chris ballard said i don't really like talking about guys who you know have not here. here i'm here but mm-hmm. we've not had any discussions about julio jones put that to bed ty hilton still could be in the mix he mm-hmm. did say that as for the the guys who are placed on the pup list uh and the nfi Shaq list, leonard one of them Shaq leonard one of them uh there's no timetable on leonard uh that's both from chris ballard and and from shaq that he said you know when i'm ready to be back out there i'm going to be back out there he he sounds confident in where everything is because with the back surgery he underwent back in june it it was to alleviate pressure two discs were pressing on some nerves in his back and the pain then radiated down his leg into his calf into his ankle which have been painful issues for him over the last couple of years. He didn't play at years. 100 I,
2: I, at all last year. I mean, Let's you, you remember
4: it like he would get up there yeah. in his media sessions and, hey, how's your ankle? It's attached. Yeah. And he said, he, he told us state he's like, I didn't mean to be bland, but like, that's all I could say about it. Yeah. Like, it's hey, it's, it, I can still, I guess, move on it. But uh, it, it seems like they've identified the source of this pain. They've alleviated it. He said he's already felt a difference. That's all good news. Taekwon Lewis and Rodney McLeod, two guys who are placed on PUP, That does not sound like a long-term issue with both of them. Obviously, Taekwon coming back from the knee injury last year. Rodney McLeod had a minor knee procedure uh, after OTAs. Uh, It sounds like both those guys are close. Mike Strawn is also on PUP. He underwent a procedure. He might be back by the end of camp is how Chris Ballard framed it. Eric Johnson, the second defensive tackle. He is on the NFI list because he suffered a back injury while training away from the facility. He uh, doesn't sound like a long-term thing right. either.
3: So right. the one of those that concerns me the most is just for his own – Strong. Yes. Yeah. For yeah. his ability to make the roster right. because – As always, this time of year, it's that crowded wide receiver room. And so there is a bit of concern in terms of Michael getting enough opportunity to be on the field and show what he can do so he makes that 53-man roster. So that is going to be a big factor to watch, in particular how that impacts the amount of time he gets with Matt Ryan.
2: And we're going to find that out because camp is opening tomorrow at 12 noon. May I want to talk about another pup uh, that, that J.J. just mentioned. But the battle here, and Lara, please give me your thoughts. Rodney McLeod is a veteran. A guy Mm -hmm. that they're bringing in here to get reps. They know what his reputation is. They want him on the field. He's not starting on the field. Right. Is this a Nick Cross era that's starting early that they're saying, hey, we've got a starting rookie as our safety when camp opens? Well, we know the Colts are
0: incredibly high on him. And Chris Ballard, another takeaway that I had, and we kind of already knew this after the draft when the dust kind of settled in April, but... I mean, Nick Cross to them stuck out like a sore thumb because he was so high up on their draft board and a guy that had the possibility of going in the second round or early third round. So they're like, we got to get this guy because he's clearly the best player on our board. He's still available. Let's be aggressive. Let's go get him. That's exactly what he did. And we've talked about it on previous shows and podcasts, Jeffrey. This guy's just oozing with talent and potential, but he's never played in a game, whereas Rodney McLeod has 10 years of playing experience and 123 starts under his belt. So I think it just battles to or boils down to when is McLeod going to be ready and truly who has the best camp you know, in, in these three or four weeks in the month of August and how much acclimation can Nick Cross get in, in a short amount of time because, like it or not, those first couple of games, you know, for the three of your first four games are so important. They're going to count as double playing in the AFC South. You're starting on the road at Houston, at, at Jacksonville. You want to get off to a good start. We've talked about that ad nauseum, you know, the, the, the bugaboo that the early portion of the season has been for the mm-hmm. Colts. Do you want savviness? Do you want leadership? Do you want experience in the second secondary when you when you're desperate to get off to a good start in the afc south
3: twofold to piggyback on that one thing to note is that julian blackman is expected to be full go to start camp so when you talk about the safety position uh,
2: incredible recovery incredible yeah again i
3: call him wolverine because he like heals like freakishly well and freakishly quick but um when matt talked about the slow starts this was one to me One of the bigger storylines that I don't think has gotten as much conversation yet should is Chris Ballard mentioned when he was asked about this noon start time. And he said that they consulted, worked heavily with Rusty Jones, who's director of the strength and conditioning program, Mm -hmm. and all the strength and conditioning coaches. And the goal, the mindset of, having noon practices as opposed to those early morning practices was to help this team start better when the season begins because it's closer to a one o'clock kickoff. You're getting into a bit of that body circadian rhythm where you're starting to get your body rest or get your body used to being at peak performance middle of the day. Right. So around warm up time for a one o'clock. game. Right. So this is all part of attempting to you know as Matt said the start of the season that dark cloud that has hung over the Indianapolis Colts for the past few years of starting with 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 losses to the year this goes back to, it starts right now at the end of July.
4: It's partly the noon start. The other part of it is there are, a, a, you know, some more rest days built in mm-hmm. with just walkthrough days. That's something DeForest Buckner mentioned when I asked him, you know, what what makes for a successful camp? And he said, it's really taking care of your body. Yeah. This is going to be Buck's seventh camp. He, right. he's, he's got a lot of experience with that. And he mentioned as part of that some of these these lighter days where you're still getting, you're still getting the mental reps and you're still getting the work in, but it's not as physically taxing. And a couple players did mention that you know last year's camp was a grind, that it was a physical grind, and not necessarily the yeah. Look well, how many guys
3: got hurt in camp. Well,
4: right, and you know I don't know if that was because it was a grind. You know, I the, don't know. the the injuries to Carson and Quinton were just like freakish, but the the fact of the matter is the Colts started zero and three. So if you're trying to change it, you're yeah, trying to everything's got to be looked at. Right, everything's got to be looked at. So I think you know the the noon start time, sure. more more lighter days up here. Are an effort to try to reverse that because right. the Colts haven't won in Week One and in, in what is it now? Been nine 20, years, twenty thirteen. Yeah.
2: We, we talk about ad nauseum. We talked about this for year after year after year. The owner, when he talks to the team, which will happen today at four fifteen, which is today Tuesday before open camp, win your opener. And how many times and has he said win? That? And win it's, your it's against a
4: division opponent, so you better win.
2: Last it. year, home opener, win the home opener. Well, win, you know, I,
0: I'm I'm never going to compare myself to an NFL athlete because I wasn't even close to that, but. We played all of our college football games at 1, and then we played in the NCAA tournament, across the board, every game in the Eastern time zone in the NCAA tournament had to be played at noon. What, for so, TV rights and stuff? Well, for equal rest time, oh, I guess, okay. for the next yeah. week. And so just playing that hour earlier threw everything off. I mean, we were all off because we all played games at 1 o'clock. Right. I mean, you say it's an hour difference, but, man, that makes such a difference in terms of body clock and just – how you feel in, in terms of adrenaline going into the game right. so it it, it it it's a small tweak but I think in the long run hopefully it's going to turn out to be something that, Paid big dividends, and for the you Colts. know, time
2: will tell on that thing because right. we'll be back here a year from now and find out if that worked. That's Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. Find him on Twitter at May Colts. Is that right? At May Colts, nailed it. JJ Stankovitz on Twitter at JJ Stankovitz, and of course at Lara Overton. Okay, I'm gonna throw the curveball and I'm starting with LO. I have the easy job here, the low hanging fruit. I grab it. <laughs> depth position depth on this team, and I start. With the wide receiver group. I say, okay, the established guys, are they there? Michael Pittman, we saw the 1,000-yard season. T.Y. Hilton, not on the roster right now. Depth in that position. You can touch on that, but I want to start with Lara. What other position groups are you saying, hey – we're, we're going to find out what position group has the depth that's on paper right now, but they have to do it on the field. Where are any concerns you might have? I,
3: I wouldn't say concerned, but one thing I'm really interested in the competition is along the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Because of the combination of young guys that you have and vet guys who are – You know, established in that role, I think that, you know, it's that front, the starters are pretty much set, but we know that the depth at that position is such a premium. Chris Ballard has hit that over and over again, and you kind of saw last year you when you lost a guy like Al-Qadeen Muhammad, the impact that that had. When you have a guy who has such great versatility like Taequann Lewis, when he was lost for the season, where you lost that component of the defensive line so you know you've you've had draft picks at that position you of course have you know quitty which an interesting note on Quiddy pay He showed up to camp with glasses. He was having a vision issue in his left eye. Actually, is going to be wearing some contacts mm. now this year, so he thinks that's going to really improve what he's able to do. He also spent the majority, or I shouldn't say the majority, but spent several weeks of the offseason working out with DeForest Buckner and a few other guys uh, in Oklahoma with the trainer who DeForest uses, so that's going to have an impact. I think Quiddy's being set up for a big year, but Dangbo, of course, coming off of a partial season, recovering from the Achilles, all of those guys you know kind of behind Grover Buckner Quiddy Dio I think that's going to be a, a huge co- competition battle that
4: we're going to have to find at. out
2: we mentioned the wide receiver position JJ Stankovic we mentioned the defensive line depth any concerns you have across this camp so
4: what I, I want to see offensive line depth you know it's the same thing you always want to be strong on the D line and the O line on both sides of the line of scrimmage. and an O line you know there's obviously the battle at left tackle between Matt Pryor and Bernard Ryman um, which is one I had a Q&A with Frank Reich that's up on Colts.com. He said, you know, usually around the second preseason game, you want to have a starting five set on the line. So that's about wow. in that range. Let's say
2: that again. By the second preseason game, yeah. out of three, right. they want to know
4: who that, because you, you need that to de- unit de- is. You need to develop continuity. And, and Chris Ballard followed up on that today, on Tuesday, mm-hmm. saying that, you know, what, what he really looks for in that battle is how the guys do in team. When mm-hmm. full 11 on 11, because that's when you're getting that continuity. So if you have, you know, one on one and, you know, you're like, Matt Pryor looks awesome in one on one, Bernard Ryman looks awesome in one on one, watch what they're doing in team because that cohesiveness, you know, an O line plays as a unit more than maybe any other uh, part of a team. So you got to have five guys playing as one. That's going to be something I'm going to watch for, but also depth on the line. You know, what what happens at right guard? Sure. Danny Pinter kind of has the leg up there. But Will Fry a guy I trained with him uh, up in Chicago with Olin Krutz, the great former Chicago Bears center. They all worked out together up there. Maybe there's a little competition there. But you, you always need to have good depth because it that what was it the 2018 season where basically the same offensive line was together for most of the year. 19. 19. Didn't
2: miss a snap, right? Or one snap was missed, I think, by Quentin? Yeah. Something like that.
4: That type of a season is unprecedented, and you can't really count on that. So you're going to need guys to rotate in. You hope it's not to the extent it was last year where Braden Smith was in and out, Quentin Nelson was in and out, Ryan Kelly was in and out. Mm -hmm. But you want to make sure you have good depth behind the starting five, whenever you do decide on that. May take. Five.
2: Wide receivers mentioned, yeah. offensive line you mentioned, defensive I'm line mentioned.
0: I'm going to go linebacker. Okay. You no, know, because you do have good, I guess, first and second string
2: depth. You, you know, got EJ it, Speed and Zaire Franklin. But, but listen to it again. We talked about this earlier, Matt. Again, this guy, this all world everything linebacker is starting out on the pup list. Right. And I know what you said, Larry, about oh, it doesn't look very good. But this is an issue when it comes into camp. When your star players are watching practice, and in this star, I'm talking about Shaq Leonard. It is the, you know, there you go. I'm just saying, it's the, the you know, getting in the comfort zone. It's so huge right now. Why well, is that going to be an effective? Well,
0: and by the way, who gets more snaps coming up? Right. And, and let me ask the group. I mean, the vibe that I got from Shaq Leonard today was it's it's, I, I don't know how much we're going to see him. In the month of August. That, that's just the vibe. Well, re-
4: remember what Frank you Wright know, said. Kinda, he
0: was very hesitant. to. Obviously, he said, I'm not going to put a timeline yeah, on sure. it. Sure. But I don't think we need to see him, but I also think we won't see him yeah, that, very much. That's
4: kind of what Frank said back in June when he was like, you know, w- would you like to get Darius out there in practice and in games? Like, yeah, you would, but does he need it? You know, he, in Frank's mind, he said, as long as he's ready for the start of the regular season, oh, yeah. right. we're good. That you know, and, yeah. And I think Darius
3: Leonard doesn't need to play in the preseason, guys. Yeah, like, I mean, right? like it's kind of
4: like the, I, I would like to. You know, some some people might make a bigger deal about, oh, he's got a new defense, he's got to learn all this. But Darius today was like, look, football is football. When you're Darius Leonard, you can say that. When you're you're the only player in NFL history who's had four, eight forced fumbles and four interceptions in a single season, you can be like, dude, scheme whatever. Right. Like, I'll pick it up. I'm good enough to do that. I'm smart enough to do that. Right.
0: And like I said, what you want is Darius Leonard to hit the ground running at point zero where he doesn't have any underlying issues because he's going to accumulate a lot of other issues just by the nature of playing linebacker in the NFL. It's a very demanding and physical position, obviously. But behind Darius Leonard, you've got EJ Speed, Mm -hmm. you've got Zaire Franklin, and that's really quality depth. But behind those guys, you've lost some of the depth that you've had that mainly served special teams purposes the last couple of years. Jordan Glasgow's sure. no longer on the team. Matt Adams was a core special teams player. Now you've got guys like Joe Joe Doman out of Nebraska, undrafted free agent. Is he going to make the team? Sterling Weatherford, For, from right up the road. Yeah, you know from yeah a guy from Cicero, uh, Forrest Rhine. Great name um, though, by the
2: way. Great name. Sterling Weatherford. Uh, I don't know. It's great football great name. name. Great, great football you know. name.
0: So bottom line is, I know it's not the most pressing uh, position, battle, or depth piece conversation-wise that we've had, but it is something that we're going to have to note because the Colts keep five, six linebackers, probably more like six on the active roster. And right now, you feel good about four, so there's... There's positions up for grabs that are, again, going to mainly play special teams and inevitably under Bubba Ventrone play a key role for this team at that spot. Matt
2: Taylor right there, voice of the Colts. Lara Overton, J.J. Stankovitz, I'm Gorman. Um, It's a fun discussion to have. Uh, when you're talking about new coordinators coming in and what they bring, I spoke to Kenny Moore earlier today and I said, what's going on with you and Gus Bradley? He knows exactly what I was talking about. He says, oh, love this. Oh, love this. Let's the playmaker shine, et cetera. Lara, I'll start with you. The Gus Bradley effect on this defense, just in talking with the players the last couple of weeks, what have what have you taken away from that?
3: Well, one of the things is Gus isn't just a coordinator. Gus has been a head coach. So he has that ability to... Engage his guys, right? Like you think about the presence that Frank Reich brings in when he commands a team meeting and how he delivers a message. One of the things in talking to other teams where Gus has been and the impact that he has he captivates people he gets it he's able to connect really well with players on a different level and so even beyond you know of course all of the things in in scheme and you know how that allows guys to be put in place to achieve their potential and to play up to where they want to be he just is an incredible coach and he loves what he does and he loves his players and he has a unique ability to connect with them and to drive in certain principles and certain lessons and what he wants to get out of them and how he wants this defense to be implemented. So, in hearing from a lot of guys, there's that factor and that's something that is special. You know, that's just a special characteristic, you know, that certain people have and Gus Bradley has that.
4: With with the defense, too, something that when I was talking to Frank about it yesterday for that Q&A again that's on Colts.com He said that Gus (laughs) Gus has added some tweaks. He he wouldn't tell me what they were, obviously, because that's going to be a schematic thing. But, you know, Gus is is known as, like, playing a very simple cover three. And, like, that's really – when you dig into it, that's really not the case. There are some variations that Gus runs, whether it's with some man-match stuff, with some different things to do with the safety. I almost wonder, to go back to our safety conversation, you know, Ballard said, we know, we want to get better depth at safety, but, you know – having three safety looks is kind of this like slow new wave around the NFL I wonder if you might see some of that explain that if,
2: to explain that to the plumbers and doctors out there are they taking a cornerback <laughs> off the field and refilling them with the safety I, or? I think
4: I think it could be it could be a linebacker it could be a cornerback it could be uh you know you could kind of do whatever flavor of it you want. Just to kind of add that different dimension, because safeties are so stressed nowadays. It used to be that linebackers are stressed a lot in coverage. Now safeties are getting stressed significantly in coverage on the back end because of all these vertical routes and some of the concepts that are out there maybe that's a wrinkle we see. I'm very interested to see if when Rodney McLeod gets back sure. during camp, if there are any periods where, hey, we're, we're using three safeties, mm-hmm. whatever those wrinkles are that Gus Bradley has sprinkled in, I think those are going to be beneficial. You also wonder what John Fox's influence sure. has maybe been. Another defensive Fox coach. is a guy yeah. who's played a lot of quarters in his career. Go ahead, Give him Chicago so, love. Get it out of the way. <laughs> I, I former only, Chicago I Bear for head coach. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you, know, you, just, you wonder if those are some things that maybe are, are going to get sprinkled in with Gus Bradley's well, defense.
2: I've got a Gus Bradley thing for you, but I got to go back to JJ on this. We're so close to Portillo's. Yeah.
4: I mean, you're yeah. right up
2: the street here. Less than like a mile and a half. Right? Yeah. Will you hit it up here at camp? You love Portillo's. It's boiled beef well, you bun. hit it up at a camp. Probably not, but I'm going to buy <laughs> no,
4: everybody no, no, lunch. No, 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 no,
2: no, I'll buy everybody lunch because I said I'd do that. I'm not into the boiled beef <laughs> no. making my have bun. Have you had a chocolate cake shake, my though? My bun. So- I, see, I could do that.
4: Chocolate but the, but cake shake. The soggy bun out. I'm out with. Oh, that's t- I don't need the au jus. I don't need it. Okay? Terrible. You, you I need my sandwich to have integrity. Your bun. No, your bun's got to be
2: sopping wet. Oh, for God's sakes, JJ. We'll get to this. I'm going to get Portillo's about 10 times. I will. I'll get you the Portillo's. Yannick Ngakwe, I wanted to bring it back to you. He says, I'm going where Gus is going. I mean, obviously, you've seen him playing for it. What kind of year are you expecting out of this free agent in Yannick Ngakwe? And, uh, again, what have you heard from the guy so far in the offseason about playing for this cat? Well, I mean,
0: just following him and watching him and engage with uh, fans on social media. And like the awesome. guy's falling in love with Colts fans in the city of Indianapolis and in the community. But he's just going to have a domino effect. On the defense, because he's going to come in here and get his eight to ten sacks, Jeffrey, and he's going to uh, impact the game. He's going to get in front of quarterbacks. He's going to obviously, you know, get timely third down stops. He's going to be good against the run, but he's going to help DeForest Buckner, and DeForest Buckner is no longer going to see two guys in his face the entire game. He's going to help Quiddy Pay go from a four sack uh, season to almost a maybe, hopefully, an eight or a ten sack season. So he's going to have a domino effect across the defense line and when you go third down and you got Yannick Ngakwe, DeForest Buckner, you take off Grover Stewart, you leave on Pay, you put in either Taekwon Lewis when he's healthy or Dio Adangbo, like that's just a domino effect right. of production that you're going to have on the defensive line. And so, you I mean, to circle back to Gus Bradley, I mean, it's just, it is a simple defense. It's not overly complicated. It has changed from just a, a cover three, if you will, over the course of time. But it's going to be attack. It's going to be more tackles for loss. It's going to be more pressures, quarterback hits, and sacks. And that's what the Colts needed last year. They needed to get in front of quarterback's face to limit the high completion percentage and to slow down big plays from receivers. J.J.
2: Lara, I ask you the same thing. When Eberflus was here... It was all about takeaways, mm-hmm. all about and stopping takeaways. the run. OK, are we in the same effect with Gus Bradley? Get the ball, see the ball, go get the ball. I mean, they, you're just you trying want- to you're trying to marry the strengths well, of look. what you have
0: in place and what Gus Bradley has historically been able to do, especially with guys on his roster like Unique and Ngakwe. If
4: you've got a good pass rush, it helps with your takeaways. No. What, what the Colts are able to do under Matt Eberflus is not unique, but it, Eberflus, it, was, it was new, new it was, coach in it, Chicago. There he is. It was uh, actually
0: surprising. Yeah. In a good way, that they got so many takeaways by limiting, or I, I should say, by putting a pressure or lack thereof. Right. Because usually,
4: usually, takeaways and pressure are a little bit connected. Right. There's usually a little bit of correlation there. Where if you have a lot of pressure, your corners can be more aggressive, your safeties can be more aggressive. If you don't, but you got a guy like Darius Leonard, you can get to those numbers anyway. Right. I think the 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 pressure, that consistent attack mindset from this Colts line, you know, left to right with Ngakwe and Pei and Buck and Odangbo and Grover and those guys, that will then help Kenny Moore second, Stephon Gilmore, Isaiah Rogers, Julian Who, by Blackham. the way, sneaky big, Stephon Who's? Gilmore. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sneaky big. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Sneaky big dude. Well, I mean, I walked by him today.
4: It, it'll – Oh, you're oh, sorry. You're saying he's sneakily like size-wise. Yeah, he's a bigger dude you were, than I, I thought. thought you were, I thought you were saying sneaky big. Isn't like we was, talked about I, him? I, I thought he was no. the
2: size of Carter Valier for a minute. You know, a young, a young you know, <laughs> low guy, <laughs> quick man, You know what I mean? Speed merchant. No, Carter is four years old. Well, I'm just saying. You know, he's a smaller thing. But no, I'm just saying it's <laughs> sneaky big, yeah, big. Yeah,
3: he is. So. One of the things too with you know the defensive production with the takeaways. I think a lot of that came from. The sheer athleticism that this group has because you've just drafted guys with the traits that provided you the opportunity to do that. And I think it lended to a a ton of that, not necessarily in how things were implemented, but their opportunity to rely upon – instinct, and athleticism.
2: So many opportunities for you guys to uh, follow along here. Three of the best that cover in the NFL. I'm talking about J.J. Stankovic, Matt Taylor, Lara Overton. I have the easy job here because I'm just trying to throw up softballs. And this is not a softball, but I'm going to go to – uh, I'm going to start with Lara on this one. The difference between Matt Ryan this year as a coach quarterback in camp compared to last year when another free agent came in in the name of Carson Wentz. I'll help you with this. We had a non- well, He wasn't a free agent. He was traded. Well, traded rather. Yes. No, I'll help you with this. Non-COVID tested, had the early ankle injury yeah. in practice. What do the Colts want, need, absolutely expect out of their leader this year, what they have in Matt Ryan?
3: Well, I think when you said leader, that hits on it the most. It's it's the leadership. It's the presence on the field, in the huddle, it's the presence in the locker room, it's the accountability. I mean, Naeem Hines said today that when Matt Ryan talks, like he gets chills, like everyone is at attention. It's similar more closely to what these guys experienced when Phillip Rivers was here. And just that more veteran savvy type of experience and perspective. So, I mean, it's just that Carson didn't have as much of that just because he hasn't played as long. There's nothing that you're going to throw Matt Ryan into that he hasn't seen or been through. Through. so he just he speaks from a place of being very authentically experienced he has an ability to, con- to connect with guys he also I think knows what he can do with the assets he has the offensive line he has Jonathan Taylor the role that they have carved out now for Naheem Hines the, this young group of tight ends led by Mo Ali Cox and then you have the receivers led by Michael Pittman Jr. and you know you could still have movement with that I think he's he is relishing in having a fresh start he feels like this gives him a great opportunity to have this kind of final chapter of his career in Indianapolis with a great organization a place he's really excited to be he just seems like he's been revitalized with this he wasn't necessarily I think seeking a new team it wasn't like he needed a fresh start thank you but to I, Sean Watson I think I mean, that's how it started right guys he's embracing the, the the fresh start that he has and I think he sees that you know this is I mean the only team he'd known prior to this is Atlanta so I think that this has been eye opening for him in a really positive way and you're quickly seeing the connection that he has already established across the locker room, not just within the offense. I
2: mentioned Deshaun Watson because when he was on the market or available in the Texans, you know, Atlanta was one of the teams that said, what's Mm -hmm. it going to take to get this guy? And that sends a message to their longtime quarterback. Uh, I'm not comparison Carson Wentz with Matt Ryan. I'm not doing it, but the Colts are expecting different this year from their leader. What will they get, Matt? I just think you're going to get production,
0: elite level accuracy, ball placement, decision-making and just presence in the huddle hall of famer yes i would say so yeah i mean he's he's when it's all said and done if he plays another two three years i would say so he's going to be top five and everything in terms of passing all time yeah oh yeah Yeah. okay so then so then what's the knock on him it's sort of like philip rivers it's postseason success you know but i think matt ryan obviously has more than than philip rivers by playing in a super bowl um but no, I mean, hey, here- you
3: know what? If he plays in another one, he's there.
0: There it is. Yeah, yeah.
3: let's, let's here, here, Here's
0: my bold prediction, or one Ooh, one of them. Bring it. it. If, if, if Matt Ryan
3: is throwing for
0: 4,100 yards and 25 to 30 touchdowns, and is completing 65% of his passes, the Colts have won 11 games. Ooh, With
2: that, ma- that with those me, numbers. Give me that riddle again. You want 4,100? And, and, and you know what? All I'm of, like all, this of all of those you numbers. You want 4,100. You want 65% accuracy?
0: 65% accuracy. And, and you've got 25, to 30, 25, 25 many, to 30 over how many, though?
2: 25 to 30 over how many
0: picks, though? Uh, Single digits. Re- yeah, a reasonable number, 10. 10 or less. And, and that those are all very and that's average. 11 wins. Those are all average Matt Ryan seasons. Mm-hmm. Those those numbers are stereotypical Matt Ryan. So if he gives you what he has given the Falcons for 14 plus years, plus an above average run game, right? An above average defense when healthy. This this team has won 11 games if Matt Ryan gives you a Matt Ryan-esque type JJ, of JJ, we're about
2: to go to Ryan Kelly, who's uh, kind enough to sit down with us. I want to ask you about that, that quarterback thing. You were right there with Carson Wentz last year. You saw the injury. You saw the COVID stuff that went through. Uh, compared to Matt Ryan and what they have now, the difference that the Colts fans are going to see on
4: the field is? So something that Frank told me in our conversation that really stuck out was that with Matt Ryan, you don't have to call a perfect play every single play because he can read out a play, read the defense, find the right guy in the progression and get the ball to him with accuracy. That's something that not a lot of quarterbacks have in them, where you don't have to be perfect as a play caller. And that's that allows you to do a lot more, I think, if you're not caught up in we got to scheme this up to get this guy open on this play against this coverage. It's just like, here's the play call. We can attack a defense like this, and Matt Ryan can get the ball to the right guy. Excellent. That's such a level of comfort for a play caller, for Frank Reich, for Marcus Brady, for Scott Milanovic, Parks Fraser, everyone involved, that you don't – you don't, again, you don't have to be perfect with your play calls. There are only a handful of quarterbacks in the NFL who you can say that to. I think Philip Rivers is probably one of them when he was here in 2020 where you didn't have to be – you know, all right, we well, got to dial this thing up to get this guy wide open to get him the ball. It can be, hey, you know, you can throw with anticipation like Naheem Hines said today. Like, if you, if you got to get out of your break at 12 yards, you better get out of your break right at 12 because ball's going to be right on your right. face. It's going to be coming. coming. And also the yak stuff with Matt Ryan because he is so accurate. Naheem was saying like the first time Ryan threw him the ball, he, he caught him right in stride and he just took off. He's like, Shoot, that's this is great. Well, this and that's, awesome. he said
3: that's unusual because usually, with being as quick as Naheem is, yeah. a lot of throw a lot him. of quarterbacks yeah, right. would throw up behind him. Yeah. So
4: this is Matt Ryan just has that natural feel for the position and where to place the ball because it's not just the completion percentage; right. it's are you accurate with your completion? And, and percentage. something
0: that that Frank has talked about before, but it was also in that article that you that you uh, wrote JJ in terms of your interview with with uh, Frank Reich. It's you know, he's mastering in the simple. He's, yeah. he's not overcomplicating things, and I love that. It's like sometimes we feel like we have to overcomplicate football on a week-to-week basis. We have to put in 10 new plays to get an advantage on our on our opponent. No, it's just – do you, you know, make them adjust to what you do well. Just execute and and let's just keep out the noise and let's focus on the 10 to 12 things that we do really well and become so proficient in that and execute at a high level that nobody can stop us, even if they know you know a, a section of plays is coming
3: when you mentioned the level of like poise focus of matt ryan i mean yeah sure that comes from football but if you guys have seen i don't know if you have any of like the instagram videos from the ryan twins with their dad like when they're just like abusing him and he is just like <laughs> completely unfazed it's absolutely well, listen, you get, hilarious you get, you get marshall so, and
4: johnny going after you you oh can my, handle anyone was, in the pocket yeah
3: they were yeah he's like sitting there in the chair and they're just yelling all around him <laughs> and like sarah's posting it just relentless i mean one of the other videos it was just hilarious it didn't involve matt but like uh marshall and johnny have like one of those like punching bags like that's on like the stand right and uh one of them has a mask on like or sorry helmet has a a helmet on and the other pulls the box or the um bag all the way back to the floor releases it and it smacks the other twin (laughs) straight in the face in the helmet and they just laugh and they go right back at it do it again do it again what's with
2: the great (laughs) quarterbacks having uh sons named marshall
3: I know. Right. Well, and it is. So that is Sarah Ryan's maiden name. Oh, is, is it? Is Marshall. Okay, Marshall, yeah. so
2: they gave it now. Yeah, there the you go. The more you know. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> enough of my guess. Another, packing. Another,
3: uh, there we go. The the maiden <laughs> name as the first name. We're going all these middle names that are becoming,
2: you know. I like it. The, the Shaq Darius Well, we talked about okay. Matt Ryan. We talked about getting ready for camp and what we think. Now let's sit down with somebody who's actually doing it, the longest tenured Colt on this roster. Ryan Kelly says hello. Joined now by an uh, award-winning, I like to call these, these serves of players, award-winning offensive lineman, the centerman, Ryan Kelly one of the leaders of this offense. Excited, a little bit different from last year. We got some new leadership offensively. Just been here a few hours. What's going on?
1: Yeah, just getting checked in. Uh, this is always like that last night, you know, Yeah. Uh, spent with my wife, and it always feels like the first day of school, you know, and then uh, being at Grand Park is such a cool place. It's, you know, 10 minutes from my house, so um, you're not too far, but when you get here, you know, it's, just, it's that atmosphere of this is the ramp-up of the season, you know. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning. This is what we work for. Um, and no matter if you're in... Elementary or middle school or high school, college, uh, August is always the same, man, if you play football. So this is where uh, teams come together and um, ultimately where championships are built. The low-hanging fruit
2: question of the day, Matt Ryan (laughs) is here, the quarterback. Uh, Your first thoughts of him through the last couple of months. And overall, everybody talks about what a great leader is. How long... Did you notice that, hey, this guy's a, you know, we're going to follow this guy when it comes to playing on a football field?
1: Certainly. I think if you come, you know, you spent 15 years in one place and then you have to transfer your life, everything you know. Uh, I think ultimately how you how you perceive that at your next place, and you saw it with Rivers, you saw it with Carson, see with him. Um, it can be a shell shock, I'm sure, you know. But uh, the way he came in from day one, uh, never said this is the way that I do it you know we need to change um, it was always how do you how have you guys called things in the past and here's what I need to learn um, and here's what I think could help us so I think it's it's always a it's always great when you can blend leadership like that with all the experience that he's got and what we do now but um, it's, a, it's, it's the way he approaches his day it's the way he approaches um, you know relationships in the locker room you can tell when things are genuine and um, he's certainly done that since day one it's been awesome to see.
0: With Matt how has he balanced being the 15 year vet going into year number 15 having been an mvp of the league and played in a super bowl two nfc championship games but also being the new guy i mean that's those are two different hats to wear how has he balanced that in a short amount of time and like you said gain the respect of the locker room
1: yeah i think he's just done it organically i think that's the that's the best way to do it is is football players and you know people and playing the nfl are are pretty easy to uh you know spot out when you know people are being arrogant or whatnot but he's done that you know nothing of that since he's gotten here it's always been about what you know what can you do for the team here's what i want to do here's my vision of winning a championship and here's you know what i can bring to the table to help us do that and um the conversations he's had with the offensive line meeting players Mm -hmm. spending quality time um, you, you just know when things are genuine, and he's certainly done every every single piece of that. And and ultimately, it's it's always it's always been tough to have a new quarterback every year. But I've always appreciated what I've learned is is different things the way they look, they see the game, the way they call the game, um, and, and learning different things like that's of that, that nature have been really really helpful and uh, just super excited to get going.
0: Where are you guys in this offense at the start of camp compared to at the end of the off season workout program? How much did the spring? provide a little bit of a catapulting period for this offense
1: yeah it was crucial it was, it was the the past two years we just didn't have that and you know that's obviously an excuse to make but um Having those two months, just working out together, doing the plays, walkthroughs, um, those are just invaluable things to have. You know, to be able to go into the huddle and see new faces and and not have that, you know, t- t- tomorrow. Yeah, having that uh, two months ago is, is so vital. And, right. Um, and so I think this team really took some big steps in the past couple months.
2: That's Ryan Kelly joining us from camp up here at Grand Park. Uh, how long is it going to take? Because of the prestigious group that you're a part of, the offensive line of the Indianapolis Colts, you guys all are award winners. Every one of you, Braden Smith included, big. Kid. You, yourself. Now we got a couple of new faces. Glowinski's not here. A couple of the guys gone like that. How long does that mesh happen and the importance of guys? we're built differently from other teams with these guys.
1: Yeah, I think it's the standard that we hold ourselves to. Last year, we kind of slipped in that regard. We had some really good games. Um, you know, you look at Buffalo and the Jets, you know, some 200-yard rushing games, which was, were huge, but um, we just didn't protect the way that, you know, we know we wanted to and held that standard. So um, reestablishing that standard with the three you know, the three veterans, you know, me, Braden, and Q played a lot of games together, um, and having the new faces. We have a lot of rookies. I think we've got five of them this year, you know, and that's pretty um, rare to have, but we've got some great competition at certain spots and it, it promotes all competition among all of us so i know that we've you know Braden, q and i have, have reset you know took a step back and re-established uh what we want the season to look like and what our career is going to look like and so um i think it's all about holding those guys to that standard you know and holding the, the team knowing that the team is going to go as far as we go
0: like you said there's going to be two new starters along the offensive line right guards up for grabs left tackles up for grabs that left tackle Uh, position battle, at least on paper going into camp, you know, the two contenders, the primary contenders, you got Matt Pryor and Bernard Ryman. How can you help those guys? Because they've got a lot on their plate trying to make the team, trying to be the starter, but how can you help them sort of ease the day-to-day with all that they're going through?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's playing five as one. That's what helps ultimately. Um, It'd be different if you've got five new positions in there, right? So you've got three established guys who have been there for a while um and i think just it's just knowing you're not alone you know knowing that all five of us are playing together and if we can do that um, it takes less stress off of, or it takes more stress off of a guy that has to go out there and play his position perfectly every single play. It's never going to happen, but um, as long as you're all, right, as long as you're all wrong, you're all right. That's what we have to say. And so, um, you know, knowing that in the huddle, if you're going to have a bad play, we're going to be there to pick you up, and vice versa. And that's what comes with the training camp. It comes with the bond that all five of us have with each other. No matter who's in there, there's going to be injuries. Guys roll out, goes roll, you know, roll in, roll out. And so um, that train, that offensive line room though, is is such a special place to have. Per- personalities together um and that no matter what you know bad play good play doesn't matter mm-hmm. it's always the next one we'll get your back
2: one of the captains of the team ryan kelly whose livelihood is violent i would call it that's what you do for a living your job
1: longest tenured colt right
2: longest here. tenured colt as well it's good to have you in the neighborhood so that switch that you have to turn on you play a violent game head knocking game He starts out here and those first days, getting up to that, getting the body used to those violent hits and stuff like that. How long is that going to take you? To you're going out there when you guys see red, like you do on game days and stuff, to get to that mode? Or right now you're coming off of, you know, laying on the on the outside fishing and now you got to come in and knock some heads how <laughs> not, long not the
0: not the entire summer
2: <laughs> well you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm with you. I'm that, with that's, you. it's violent bro and it I mean, is you got to sw- flip a switch and it's like how do you do that
1: it is uh, it starts when, i think for me it starts when i'm getting taped right I'm, I'm, I'm changing my mindset of here's what i have to do right i've, I've got to go out there and i've got to have a great practice because if i can't have a great practice i can't have a great game And it starts in the warm-ups. It's the serious attitude you go into individual drills with. And individual drills set the tempo for the rest of the day. So Mm -hmm. if you can go in there and you're banging bags and everybody feels it, it's a a presence you feel when guys are moving, guys are hitting, um, that we're going to have a great practice. And uh, training camp is all about doing that. It's about stacking those days. Um, You know, each day, if you get a little bit better, right, then by the time training camp ends, you're going to have a fantastic, you know, going into the season, I think about 19 – when we go play you know, the Chargers week one, we had a great training camp. We didn't win the game, but we you know, ran for over 200 yards rushing. Right. That set the tempo for that season of what we were going to be. And so that's what training camp's all about, is setting the tempo for the rest of the year. Um, and it's all about a mindset. And I think that's what the yeah. three of us have. The rest of the offensive line room has that. And we've got to make sure that we maintain that.
0: You talk about being at camp. How about the fact that you're at camp and we haven't said the word COVID yet? Right, yeah. no, no testing, no beepers, no checking in, and just all you know, no protocols, no close contact tracing, all. I mean, how refreshing is that on your end?
1: Oh, it's amazing. I mean, I, I was going through my uh, my briefcase today or yesterday, and I was throwing away masks. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm done with this crap, you know. And <laughs> wait, wait, uh, back up a minute. Yeah, a briefcase. A briefcase guy.
2: Yeah, briefcase. You walk into the office here with a briefcase.
1: I was told something when I was a rookie. They all said right, all right. I was wearing a backpack. I'm offensive line coach Joe Phillip at the time. Looks sure. at me and he goes. Why are you wearing a backpack? And I was like, I you know, put all my stuff in. He's <laughs> like he's like you're professional now so oh you, you wow know, he, he tested me when I was 23 years old and so I became a briefcase guy and then I look around Andrew's got one nice. can Casta- never get Costanzo <laughs> on the briefcase game but uh, I think it just adds that's a, awesome adds a different level of professionalism you know? but
2: what is in there documents and chew or what? what is yeah it? you got a little yeah. bit of that you know got the, the iPads a lot of pens a
1: lot of pens I love it a lot of pens some highlighters coming but, to work uh, you throw that over the shoulder man and you know cut big old cold brew in the morning you're ready to roll so uh, yeah, my,
0: it does change your mindset i'm 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 in work mode when i have that on right you gotta have
1: it on man yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll get the rookies on don't worry you know, you'll see a whole O line room full of briefcases yeah. before you know it
0: well like we said you are going into year number seven and you are the longest tenure cult with you know ty hilton not on the roster jack doyle retiring in the off season. give me some camp hacks You know, some things that you've learned over the years to get you through the month of August. Do you have tricks of the trade that you're you're keeping close to the vest? Or maybe you might tell a select few of young guys, rookies coming in, do these things, and your life is going to be easier.
1: Yeah, I think uh, there's a few things. Certainly, it's your quality of sleep. So if you... They used to have a deal where you could rent a fan from the, the I don't know, Jeff Brown, whoever had the fans. You, <laughs> rent? Could rent, you, you could rent a fan? Yeah, so like you'd pay like 50 bucks, like McAfee, whatever you could rent like a TV, you could rent a couch, you could rent all okay. kinds of crap. When we were at Anderson, it was different, but yeah. I mean, now the hotels are so nice, you don't have to rent a TV, but yeah. I used to always rent a big fan, and then I just always bring an eye mask, right? So I'm, I'm real, like a I'm I'm real-
0: An eye mask?
1: Eye mask. Help, you know, help me out are, with what's that? that? Yeah, it's like you think you put it over your eyes when you sleep, so it's oh, blackout. I, I thought really? you meant like
0: an eye, like the newest version of the iPad. I'm sorry. Minute, Come I need on, to dude, get this up. thing. So
2: goggles. You're wearing goggles when you sleep.
1: I mean, it's it's a soft, like, silk mask. <laughs> okay. I love this now. This so is like, a whole... My wife drives... Bro,
2: this is a side I did not see of you, and I yeah, love yeah. that you're wearing satin mask because I'm going to get on it.
1: Like People that sleep in silence, right? Like, you freak me out. No, like, how you, mean, you I do problem, that? need noise. Yeah, Don't right? need You got to have, yeah, have a background noise. I always bring a, uh, a roll of electrical tape, so... This sounds crazy, but most rooms have uh, like fire detectors mm-hmm. or whatever, and mm-hmm. they have a little light. Oh, oh that little this light keeps light you drive you nuts. All this keeps hat. you up. You just stare at it. So you just you cut you a piece of that off. You put it on top of that. Oh, you're and you so cover right that right light on. up. Dude. Can I share
2: a hack with you guys? Yeah. So on the on. road.
1: Yeah. Well, you, got, you spend a lot of time on the road. So. Okay.
2: Uh, you got you got drapes right in the in the yeah. hotel room. Yep. Yep. So you take the hanger out that has the clips. I've on I've seen it. this. yes. And then you smack them up so you don't get those crease of lights that are beaming at you. Thing. That's my Nothing worse.
1: Nothing worse. I love this. Yeah. Like that's, a pant, like
2: a pant yeah, hanger. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah like a wooden. That. Yeah. Looks like hell, but boy, it's dark.
1: <laughs> you know, and you're... dark dungeon. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they tell the hotel over there. They said, "Look, you guys can drop the temperature as low as you want." So as soon as I get there, this morning, rooms at sixty-two. It's blackout. Um, that's that's probably my biggest hack, and uh, I'll make sure these guys know. But you know, yeah. these, these rookies got roommates. That's tough. Yeah, yeah. I love it. You got to snore. Jeremy Vunevich snored worse than anybody in the world. (laughs) And in the middle of the night, I have to roll over and throw a a, uh, pillow as hard as I could out and wake him up. Stop snoring. Yeah, so you figure it out as you go, though. Ryan
2: Kelly, the Colts center. We're talking some camp hacks here and the outlook for this season. I know it's another loaded, low-hanging fruit question, but what's the limit with this football team?
1: It's this guy, honestly. Uh, I mean, I can honestly say that. This year, um, so much talent at every position, and I think just – you just know being around a lot of teams what the feel is and and as soon as we got here in april you could tell the seriousness and and the attitude i mean you look at a lot of guys' careers and everybody's in their prime right now right there's there's a there's a certain time that we have to go and it's right now and so i think that the uh the overall you know majority of the team is just is so you know, locked in, ready to go. I know we've had a great offseason, and guys have been working their ass off. So uh, to get up here, I um, mean, 73 degrees right now, hopefully stays this way. Well. 100%. Camp, there No doubt. Uh, I know that it'll be a physical camp, and it'll be a hard one, but that's what we need.
2: Colts are led by this man. Center, Ryan Kelly, giving you some camp hacks. Bring the electrical tape. I'm going to get the satin face mask, the eye mask. Got to have Sleep it. Sleep like a baby. Best of luck this year. We're going to check in with you in a couple weeks. Appreciate you, man. Again, a big thanks to the big fella in the middle, which I like about him is don't forget we talked about Matt Ryan a lot uh uh-uh. uh Seventy-eight has to touch the ball first, man. Okay, he <laughs> does. He leads this you're offense. You talking about touching the ball every play? He touches the ball the first, and he starts this <laughs> offense. So Ryan Kelly, I mean, more of a leader when it comes to court. Briefcase no, guy. And a briefcase. He, guy. He he love that right? that
0: he carries a briefcase, which is it. incredibly We're gonna find out, and
2: I'm gonna crack into that thing one day in the locker room. Just, just tell me what's in there. I mean, it's gonna be a couple a lot of. A I, I feel a segment coming. There is. What's something. in your bag? That's I'm Ryan Kelly's briefcase combination. Oh gosh, I'm gonna zip my backpack up right now. I don't want you guys digging in I don't know. I, I don't want to know what's Here we go. Bag. Matt Taylor, uh legendary. Are we too early in your career to call you legendary? Yes. No. All right, a little yes. bit. All right, soon-to-be-legendary play-by-play man in the NFL, Matt Taylor, the youngster himself. We always have on this during the season, Maytay's Random Thoughts of the Week, which is great because I get into uh, some debates with this guy in the radio studio in the offseason about some crap, and I'll leave it there. Let's put the cameras on a couple of those. But, Maytay, you have this (laughs) PC version of Maytay's Random Thought of the Week is... I just want to know. It's Shark Week, guys. Yes. Shark Shark
0: Week, yes. Shark Week, no.
3: No, hold on. We have to read. it, read it as phrase because it's too good. Yeah. This week is Shark Week on Discovery <laughs> Channel. Shark Week, it's still awesome, still awesome. Or has it jumped the shark? And you, it, oh, do you know what jumped the shark means? Yeah, it all comes from Happy Days. I didn't think you were old enough. There yeah. you go. I, I didn't, Dan Tucker had to shark. educate Tucker, me. I didn't know no, Tucker. Tucker's old man husband. Yeah, yep. that's right. Fonzie that's right. jumped the shark. That's right. it. And by the
2: way, he was water skiing in his leather jacket. He was. Which Fonzie was in that Was Fonzie ever not in
3: leather jacket? Okay.
0: And who knew when that episode aired that it was going to become part of? of nomenclature pop culturally. How about
2: that? And don't forget Pat Morita, the the Uh karate kid himself. I mean, the (laughs) sensei, everything. I mean, he was running... He yeah. was running uh, Arnold's, mm-hmm. right? Oh, really? Yeah, it was Happy Arnold's. days. It was oh. Arnold's.
3: I've never seen credits. Just ask Tucker at dinner yeah, tonight no, about this. To. I need to ask But
2: anyway, him. Shark Week. Yes, awesome.
3: Or are we jumping? I the didn't shark? even know it was Shark Week. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. Let's go, JJ. Hey, that's yeah, all oh I mean. I used
4: to be all into it when I was about twelve. I watched Shark Week a couple a couple of years ago, where they like completely just faked an episode. Did they? It was like yes, yes, yeah. It, it they was. Did. I was so mad. I was like, I, just Shark Week. I just want videos of sharks. That's cool. They like just it it fi- was. They faked it. It was like a it was CGI. Ou- it
0: was an hour-long yeah. episode. Oh, it was of like shark finding
4: week. Megalodon or something, yeah. and yeah. they like CGI like, faked like them finding. And megalodon. they had all these like was, you know it's what, a what? What
0: if episode? Yeah, no, no, not even. It's like they have all these like what you think are experts on where the shark lives and what he eats, and you know uh, the attacks of the shark has. You it's know, dumb. evidently made, and then at the end of it, it's like this disclaimer: like we just made all this I stuff for you. entertainment. I got you. it ruined. It
2: ruined Shark. I, I gotta come to. I gotta come to the table on this. I'm almost all in on Shark Week, but I don't. I don't uh, DVR it anymore, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I used to do. But I'm all in. If you show me the surfers that are getting bit, and you show me, I'm all is that, in. Is that on there? No, yes, it is. The shark bites, I'm all in because I'm saying, I know you have a, you know, a, a your relationship with the water and uh, nature is so, I, I get it. But there are dinosaurs with fins that are biting you because you're paddling on a board, and you look identical to a seal. That is their mainstay as far as their staple is getting their, what they need is Seals. Sharks and seals. So don't go out on your boogie board or don't go out on your board and paddle <laughs> And then come back and let us do a show on you because I'm going to tell you right now, sign this waiver. You're about to get bit.
0: <laughs> Can
2: I tell so you So that's
0: something? why I'm in. Can I tell I- you a story? So this past June, you know, we went to the Florida Keys for our wedding anniversary, rented a boat, got out to the sandbar. We throw the anchor out. And I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be great. We're going to spend like three four hours out here. We're going to be in waist deep water. There it is. You know. Sunning Wh- yourself. What's the first thing we see? A Sh- shark. shark. Fin. It's this shadow oh, lurking, no, no. kind of just swaying along in the water. Give
2: me a foot. How many foot? Uh, uh, like maybe, a... maybe like four. Enough. That's enough. Enough. Yeah, enough. yeah that's enough. enough.
0: And she looks at me, and I look at her. I go, "Was that a shark?" Oh she my goes, god! And so it took us about an hour <laughs> to, to grow the gumption <laughs> and the courage to, to jump to in. And water? we never saw anything else the rest of the time. But I swear to God, the first four seconds, there's a shark. Yeah, I'm out. By the yeah, way, I saw you. Were, you were
4: doing a little deep sea fishing. Uh, we did while we you did. were away here. So we you did. catch any, catch any, catch and release any sharks? I did
2: actually, but they were not even the four footers. These were two footers that they have that said, "Hey, they're gonna, they're gonna pop on this line." Well, we're going for bluefish and stuff like that. Sharks will pop on this line, and sure enough, <laughs> we brought up two of them. And those guys, they don't mess around on the boat because we went out on a charter. It is foot on, but it's not a lot of pressure. But foot on their mouth uh-huh. and pliers to get it out. <laughs> and when they do that, then they pick the thing up by their tail and put it. They will. I mean, they do not even if it's lure, if it's. This, this long, yeah. it's gonna take your finger. Off. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. so they're just like they don't screw with it. So the answer is yeah, a little deep sea diving. We did Yeah, some but shark no, away. I mean
0: uh, Shark Week After Dark, Shark
2: NATO. I'm out. Hold on a minute I'm out. and I'll say this and we'll move on. Baby they had, Shark? They had Shaquille do, 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 O'Neal. Uh, not Shaquille Leonard, they had Shaquille O'Neal. Year or two ago, swimming with sharks, and it was amazing to see because these literally like garbage-eating, man-eating sharks. You know what I'm saying? Tiger sharks are like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I, I I usually go about four foot by them, but on this one, I'm gonna say about 25 feet away from me because Shaq's in the water with them. It was amazing That's to see it, awesome. but still, it was good. So I am, I'm all in on that. That was a good one. We have a Twitter question of the week. I'm gonna refer to JJ Stankovis on this, and if this is what I think it is, I'm about to go off on somebody.
4: Remember that you can send your questions. You can tweet them <laughs> at JJ Stankovitz, at Lara Overton, at Maytay Colts, at Hey Gorman on Twitter. Every week we do this. Our question this week comes from at TYBobOfficial. Oh, I, I know this one then. Ty Bob Does official. at Hey Gorman prefer spray tan versus real tan? He seems like a spray tan guy. Now, that is a ricochet shot. I don't think, I don't yeah. know if you deserved We'll see. What's your answer?
2: Well, you're something behind this, Casey, because you're over there giggling like Richard Pryor just walked into the room. Okay? <laughs> and first of all, Eddie Murphy roll T-Y-3194-GPS, whatever it is. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what spray tanning is. I've never had to spray tan, nor have I ever wanted to spray tan. I think it comes out of a can, or you stand. Oh, I can educate thing. you on the spray tan. I'm out on I'm the spray many, tan. Okay, many. I'm out on a spray tan. I'm a golfer. I like to get outside. I had the luxury of going to Phoenix this year, earlier in the year, and Hawaii. The tan stuck with me a little bit, like that. That a boy, and uh, the spray tan is no. And I'm. Uh, well, let's officially take away his uh, listening program. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, you can't, can't ban anyone yeah. from I can't listening. ban anybody. You're oh, not, I'm you're not b- Okay. I'm a huge
3: fan. fan of the spray tan. Huge fan. This is a surprise to no one. I yeah, I do let do a lot you, of the spray uh, tan. Let me, I'm just, it's I, great.
2: If, if we get in trouble with the FAA or whatever, I don't oh, no. care. Oh. Do you have to go the in there F- butt <laughs> naked? You can. Are you renting so, a plane? So. What, what did I say? FAA? F- F- a- you know what I'm talking about. It's the FCC. <laughs> FCC. <G>. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the FDR. You're not renting I- a plane. <laughs> 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 and by Lara. the way, this is also online, so
2: you can say literally whatever you want. Lara, am I okay. going in there butt naked? No, so, <laughs> you can. Okay, so there
3: are a couple different situations. So there is one spray tan that you step into a booth, okay, and you just and you just get sprayed. Yeah. But there are other places that you can go, like there's air tan that they have a person who actually oh sprays God. you oh, so Lord. like i mean so it's just your preference but you know what well, if i'm, I would if say I'm going in people- there
2: i'm just gonna say it, i'm not getting my front office tanned if i'm going in there okay <laughs> and i don't need somebody else who's telling me i'll go around your front office if you i'm gonna spray just, tan you in just you.
3: put on like some boxer briefs what about or the something? back
2: office yeah, you yeah. can get the ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me that. Just in case the dog pulls down your pants like the, the copperhead or whatever. Copper tone. Copper tone. <laughs> You're all on the sharks. <laughs> anyway, the answer insane. to your question yeah. is I don't know how to spray tan, and I play a lot of golf. So thanks, Ty419. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's time now because I do want to talk about this. JJ, especially you on this. Chicago's coming up awful quick, and what I mean by that is the Jim Merce collection. The Jim Sey collection. He is out on the road uh, with his collectibles and. They're There's a show coming up on Tuesday, August the 2nd at Chicago's Aeon Ballroom on the Navy Pier. Mm -hmm. And then on September the 9th, one week before we go to kickoff, with the Houston Texans. Mr. Ursay will bring that collection down to Lucas Oil Stadium. Everyone that's listening right now, or that's at least I can see, and that's Lara, Casey, Maytay, and JJ, you guys are coming in on the VIP list. I'm going to throw you in on that. Oh. Okay. It's going to be a great night. Uh, the other people that are listening right now, you can find out more information. Uh, just go to the Jim Ursay collection on Instagram or Twitter, or Mr. Ursay's personal Twitter site at Jim Ursay, and you can find out how you can get tickets. Uh, tickets aren't for sale. Th- there's an you're free to sign up go ahead there's a new there's a new edition yeah. oh there's a big the Jim new collection Can and my man was up that? late night till 4am finding out if he got indeed the uh, the Muhammad Ali championship belt when he beat Moha- uh, George Foreman Ali beat Foreman in Zaire and uh, he got that belt and it was a pricey one and that that auction bidding went on to the wee hours in the morning it originated in Texas so there was a time difference up there but he was up up, up until 4am going up on the bids to get his hand on this because he's such a Muhammad Ali, just an absolute Because he has several pieces. Fan. He has the yeah. robe, he so has the shoes. for him to get this now, and also, uh, you know, a special announcement that I probably shouldn't even announce, oh but... Uh, in Chicago, Jim Brown will be there. Yeah, Jim Ooh. Brown. Jim Brown's going to be there, the former great running back. Jim Brown's yeah, going to be gonna there. Be narr- was he? Was he like narrating something? He's I going heard? to talk with Mr. Ursay. Okay. Uh, Mr. Ursay wants to be on a microphone with Jim Brown okay. to talk about the impact that Ali had, not only in the sport of boxing, but what he had on the culture around the United States and the world, for that matter. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest new additions that he's had is the Muhammad Ali Championship out when he beat Foreman. So that's coming to Chicago and their special guests that are going to be at Lucas Oil Stadium. Again, September 9th. You can find out more information at Colts.com. Uh, follow them on Facebook, the Jim Mercey Collection, and Twitter as well. But anyway, September 9th, the event's open to the public. And while tickets are free, you do need to advance register to get in this big barn. It's going to be a heck, heck of a heck, heck of a good time. I'm not telling you who's going to show up, but I will tell you this. If you're a rock and roll fan, which I know a lot of you are, Go to that show. It's free of charge. No doubt. Maytay, no you'll be down there. JJ, you'll be down there. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to end it on a good note like that, and that's what I'm talking about is the Ursae collection. He will be speaking to the team later on today. Uh, that's that's always a big one, guys. You know how that is. The uh, the Colts uh, will be ready to hear from their fearless leader of what he expects of them this year, and that's uh, that's always a fun time. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. I appreciate you guys letting me sit down on this thing. We're going to closing thoughts right now. JJ,
4: got a lot of people listening right now. Give them something. Camp starts tomorrow. Heard I can't it. wait. Noon. <laughs> 12 noon. noon. 12 noon. Yep. <clears throat> our first training camp practice. I can't wait. I, I'm going to have a bunch of articles up every day from here at camp. Uh, a lot of things to get into, obviously, over the next couple of weeks. We'll have podcasts. We'll have daily updates. Uh, you got the uh, Colts happy hour is back. Is that right? Yeah, Friday. Coming up on yeah. Friday? Yep. So. Yep. We got a lot of stuff here on the Colts Audio Network on colts.com on our social channels.
0: Maytay, give me something. Uh, Night practice. Yeah, that'll be fun. Saturday. Saturday. That'll be fun. Mm -hmm. I think it's from, what, 7 to 8.30 around 9 o'clock um so you know a little twilight action you know a little field of dreams here in uh, the cornfields of westfield and grand park so incredibly excited about that thursday is kids day i think my kids are coming up so oh, brace nice. yourselves good good brace yourselves it's going to get nuts but oh, uh
3: man i'll bring the popcorn for molly Yeah,
0: please please needs, Lara, needs we got this thing going i got uh, this
3: thing kicking off give yeah. me your
2: uh, your first impressions
3: you know who looked ready for the season when i saw him today Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard. Yeah. I jacked. Did I was it? like, yeah, I need to know what Peloton, he's a big Peloton guy, but God. he's clearly been doing the Peloton strength, you know, because he was he was up there looking like a man who was ready he's to, felt.
2: yeah, he was, he's ready to go for the season. He is in, in prime form. Awesome. Can't wait. The well, we, boss. Do, we do this week in and week out getting you ready for a season that will be epic. Yes, I say it again, call me a homer, I don't care what you say. Look at this roster, look at this quarterback, look at this running game, look at this offensive line, need I say more about the defense, on and on and on we go and you can watch everything develop up here over the next course of a month at grand park all the information you need colts.com slash camp for casey valier who's here helping us out from the perimeter lara overton voice of the colts matt taylor and our Colts senior writer at colts.com jj stankovitz guys i had a great time thanks so much for getting into this don't forget what we have coming up on the colts audio network Friday happy hour. We talked about that. That's with JMV featuring interviews with Colts players following the first two days of this camp. Next week, we're going to have daily updates which I love. Mayday to the forefront Tuesday through Thursday on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan and the Colts Audio Network. And he's back. Inside football, Rip <laughs> and He returns next week with a look at the position battles brewing up early on in camp, and that's what we talked about a little bit today. Keep your eyes peeled for these camp battles that are coming out, and find out who's going to get more reps during the regular season, guys. I had fun. Yes, sir. Sure. Find out all the information you need on anything Colts-related at Colts.com. Again, for Matt Taylor, JJ Stankovitz and Larry Overton, I'm Jeffrey Goldman. We'll talk to you next week.